0: Yeah. We can be quick. I'm, um, I'm not, act- I don't have, I'm not prepared. <laughs> I have like no notes at all. Oh really? How, how do you like that? Huh? Okay. <laughs> it's like I said, busy um, week. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go. I, I can go, oh. I
1: can go a little later, but mm-hmm. I, I do need to pick up Theo. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. We can. I, tr- I tried to not, I tried to not have him be the last one to get picked up oh yeah <laughs> he, he he notices and he doesn't like it <laughs>
0: uh, he's so picky yeah come on that's that's like a classic childhood uh, experience to just like be sitting there for hours while all your friends have been picked up already and your parent is just not there yep builds character <laughs> right okay well let's get it started and ha ah. ha ah hey welcome to think outside the box set it's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist back catalog i am nathan hunt
1: i'm cameron dewitt and we're listening to slayer and this album rain in blood by slayer was produced by rick rubin rick rubin cameron now who is that he's like the like def jam producer like in like hip he's most well known as a hip-hop producer i had no idea that he did anything else not that i'm like a huge i think he i think he produced uh i like big butts <laughs> wait what <laughs> i'm pretty sure he did
0: sir mix a lot
1: yeah oh that's the other okay, Seattle musician. rick I'm just going to Google real quick Rick Rubin's big butt and just see what happens.
0: Oh, my God, Becky, look at Rick Rubin's butt. (laughs) It's so big. Oh, baby got back is is what it's called. Well, yeah, Um, you forgot the name of the song. I I really did.
1: (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is a Rick Rubin song. Wow. So he, he did this
0: whole album and there's a few verified comments on Genius from Rick Rubin. Yes, there are, which is very interesting. I mean, they're not yeah. interesting comments, but it's kind of fun that, I mean, he commented on it, I guess.
1: Uh, you want me to read a couple? Sure. I'll be d- peppering these in throughout the episode, but... Uh Rick Rubin says in terms of writing, I'd say the Rain and Blood album was pretty close to complete when they came in. I think we just stepped up the recording from what they had done independently before that. It was really more the engineering. Andy Wallace did it, which is what later got him in with Nirvana. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It was insane. It was punk energy, but with a precision that punk rarely ever had. It was much tighter than punk.
0: Now that sounds like a transcribed uh, conversation. Yeah, I think it is.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that's uh says a lot about the album though. Like it definitely is cleaner and better produced. It sounds better. It's much um, more polished, yeah. And it's I think it's a lot more punk. Um in a lot the punk parts are feel more punk to me. Like the songs are shorter uh, for for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's ten tracks and there only in the album's only thirty-four minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's so only like a 28,
0: 58 minutes long. 28 minutes oh, really? and 58 seconds. Yeah,
1: I think I, I must think have you're been including with that the bonus, bonus track. Tracks. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's what happened. Yeah,
1: so it's really short, like less than three minute average.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. I, I really appreciated listening to this album. I, yeah, I really liked the, uh, the production, the polish. I thought it sounded really good. Cool. Um, yeah. It, it, it felt like Slayer uh, leveled up a bit. Yeah. Um, And I think, honestly, I think the lyrics are better. I don't know if they're still, I don't know if they're like amazing yet, but I think they're better.
1: If I remember right, there's more songs about things. Yes. That aren't just like
0: Hellscapes. Yes. More Hellscapes. There are a few of those, but you're right. There are. Yeah. There are more songs that are actually about things for real. Yeah. Including Nazis.
1: Yeah. This is when uh, we get
0: our first little taste yeah, including it is a song called Angel of Death which is about Josef Mengele which we talked about in one of our bracket episodes. Right. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah, what what did they say about it? They said um uh they do not condone Nazism and are merely interested in the subject. That's what such Wikipedia a weird says. Thing. <laughs> I'm interested that's in so the weird. subject of Nazism.
0: Yeah, that's that's a very odd way to put that. Yeah, I mean, I
1: guess it kind of makes like that's that's the thing taking fantasy evil and then all of a sudden it's like, no, real life evil. Um, it's it's a little bit jarring. Y-
0: wait. Ha- oh, oh, you mean just like the invented hellscape stuff and then all of a sudden there's real evil like Nazis. Right, right. Like, uh, um yeah. uh, Joseph Ma- Mengele. How do you say his name? Uh, Mandela. <laughs> How
1: dare you? <laughs> Um that's the that's the ultimate Mandela effect when, when people think that Nelson Mandela was the uh, Nazi physician. No,
0: that's his brother, Joseph Mandela. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad.
1: Um so like he's like a real life like evil
0: scientist supervillain. Wait, Nelson Mandela? He is? Done. That's news to Can me. Can we be done? <laughs> is that the end of the podcast? <sighs> you gotta use that more as
1: like the like oh yeah I should actually sample that
0: and use that Actually, I did sample it at one point didn't I Uh, Christmas time is here yep yeah I I should use Um, the soundboard more for those kinds of stings because I've got like this one (laughs) well I've got this one
2: yes it's blowing peace and freedom it's blowing you and me
0: so I, ha- I do have a few. Anyway,
1: so, um, Nazis. So Dave Lombardo, is that his name? Dave Lombardo, the uh, drummer? Someone's name. He left during the tour for this album, but then he like joined back in later. But um, apparently he he wasn't making any money.
0: With, so with Slayer? He's like,
1: I, his quote is, I wasn't making any money. I figured if we were going to be doing this professionally on a major level, I wanted my rent and utilities paid.
0: Well, that's not unreasonable. Yeah, I was like,
1: what? Did they really get screwed in this deal or something? I don't know.
0: Cuz this this was like a pretty big album, right? It was it was released on Def Jam, which again is like <laughs> really interest interesting. That's one word you used to describe it.
1: Wait, did they actually
0: get was it actually Def Jam though? Um, the first sentence in Wikipedia says released October 7th, 1986 by Def Jam Recordings. And then on the sidebar, it says label Def Jam and Geffen. But maybe that's just because yeah, it says Geffen. It says Def here Jam?
1: Def Jam's distributor, Columbia Records, refused to release the album due to the song Angel of Death, which detailed Holocaust concentration camps and the human experiments conducted by Nazi physician Nelson Menzel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's what it says. The album was distributed by Geffen Records on October 7th, 1986. Oh, uh, so, but it
0: didn't re- appear on the uh, release schedule. So I guess it was Def Jam Records, but their distributor was Geffen instead of Columbia or something. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I guess I, I don't, don't know what I all the know. roles are in the music. Yeah, me And I don't want to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into that role playing stuff. <laughs> yeah, you freak. <laughs> Def Jam, Rick. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey,
1: this is also the album that has the uh, the, the song that uh, inspired murder,
0: allegedly. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is a big one. This is a big album. This is a big album. Do we know how much it's sold? It's got to have sold a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. It was 94 on the Billboard 200. Yeah. It's been certified gold. Um, yeah, I don't have an actual number, though. Like five times gold, I guess. It's five five 500,000. It says All right. certified units and sales in the United States. I don't know That's how up to date or good that is.
1: Yeah. I it don't seems know. seems like
0: it didn't suffer too much. Yeah. I don't know like what is a is a like, good amount of records to sell for a metal. <laughs> like I, I don't know how many, how much of a fan base metal has. And like, you, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Cool. And I feel the same way. <laughs> oh this is hilarious there's some really fun quotes here when the record was completed the band met with rubin who asked do you realize how short this is slayer members looked at each other and replied so what the entire album was one side of a cassette king stated it was neat as you could quote listen to it flip it over and play it again (laughs) (laughs) that's so stupid uh yes that's a very spinal tap moment the music is it continues. The music yeah, is abrasive Lord. and faster than previous releases, helping to narrow the gap between Thrash Metal and its predecessor hardcore punk and is played at an average of two hundred and twenty beats per minute. Jesus. Yeah.
1: I was trying to I was trying to get the BPM of some of these songs and because of the pocket, like the punk pocket, it was like hard to nail down. Like I couldn't manually like tap along to actually really get like I couldn't tap fast enough and accurately enough to get um, and number to consistently stay on my metronome. I mm-hmm. also don't know if they did it to a, a click track. So they, it might it might be fluctuating, you know, but
0: yeah, true.
1: Um some of those songs were like uh 260, 270.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Craziness. Yeah. This this is definitely the fastest slayer we've heard yet. And it sounds fucking rad. Like it yeah. sounds really good. Yeah, I agree. And on. there and there's a lot of tempo variation between songs and within songs. Um, that I think is really satisfying Mm -hmm. and there's some halftime slot. There's some slongs, (laughs) dongs, slongs, um, uh, King Kong Bing Bong. There's some halftime songs that are fast. Mm. So like the, they're full of fast notes, but the actual meter is larger. Um, so like there's a lot more interesting stuff rhythmically in this album.
0: It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the cover real quick? Uh yeah, <laughs> this Hieronymus uh, Bosch looking thing. Uh huh. Oh, do, do you not have it? Do you forget what it looked like? Do you not have it in front of you?
1: Open the image in new
0: tab. Uh huh. So instead of like a weird knockoff D and D cover, it's like a uh, a hellish like Hieronymus Bosch. Uh, I guess that would be the right side of a triptych, like showing, or is it the left? The one that shows hell. Um, maybe it's the left. Yeah, so there's like there's like a, a river of blood, and then there's a, a goat demon being carried over it by four figures, one of whom appears to be a priest or a bishop or a pope uh-huh. or something. Yeah, and there's just a bunch of, like, gory phantasmagoria going on. I would around. say this is definitely
1: cooler than their other albums. Oh, yeah,
0: it's fucking rad. It's way better than the other yeah. silly album covers we've seen. Yeah, yeah. The the actual
1: Slayer logo is a little bit silly, but... um, Or a lot bit silly. (laughs) Yeah, like it doesn't really fit with the aesthetic of the rest of it, but... Yeah. Although I do like some of the... I like it, but it doesn't really fit with the Hieronymus Bosch background. But yeah, they've done some cool stuff with, you know, Slayer is inside that sword pentagram, Mm -hmm. um, and the swords are sort of going in and out of the letters like, Oh yeah. Um, one of the swords is kind of going through the A, but then it's behind the L, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But then it's also behind the one part of the Y, you know, so that's sort of, it's sort of woven in there. Yeah. Um, which I think is like kind of fun. Yeah. That is fun. It's also cocked to the side. It's a little flirty.
0: <laughs> cocked. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's like impaled corpses, like, dangling from the ceiling, one of them's headless. There is a, a Jesus statue or something. There's an impaled uh di- disembodied head on the throne of the person getting carried.
1: Yeah. What's this like what's this little guy in the lower right? It, it kind of looks like a like a I don't know, like a
0: like a Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like a it looks a little out of place. It's sort of like a spray painted like illustration of a yeah cute boy or
0: something yeah the the whole thing is has kind of a grotesque um feel to it because there's a lot of stuff that's kind of out of proportion or like the perspective is not quite right almost like cubist but only slightly so not very much yeah anyway so this has been podcast describing visual things i'll put a link in the show notes to uh a high-res large version of the album art so you can look at it yeah, really, yeah.
1: really pinch, pinch and spread. Oh, God. <laughs> just, just check that one out. Oh, Whoops. why?
0: Why? Moving right along.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, should we talk about Angel of Death?
0: Sure. Oh, actually, before we get we to that. We don't have to, before
1: we we don't to, have that, to start I just want to point song. out
0: that Slayer was in the news recently because Slayer's Gary Holt, which I don't know if he's in the band at this point. Um, I don't recognize Gary. that name. Holt. He's an American guitarist. Uh, oh, he took over for Jeff Hanneman. Oh, I see. Because Jeff Hanneman died in 2013. Spoilers. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Yeah. We anyway. We talked about that on the show. So Jeff Hanneman, replacement. Gary Holt says that Imagine Dragons is, quote, the shittiest band on earth. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, boy. throw that out there. Why? You don't like Mormons? Um, he just uh, thinks that they suck giant hairy monkey balls. Okay. What's wrong with that? <laughs> he says, uh, just awful. I don't usually enjoy slagging musicians, but they can't really call themselves that. So fuck them. Oh my God. But then he deleted that Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. At least I have the courage uh, of your convictions. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So Leia, let's I begin. don't
1: have a problem with them. I like, there were some of the like most palatable music that I had to teach at my last job. So really? whatever. Yeah. The
0: most palatable. I don't,
1: one. I don't listen to them on purpose but i didn't mind listening to him when i had
0: to all right uh, why does richard Rich, rick rubin look like uh, richard stallman weird big bushy beard anyway let's get a great big bushy beard a great big bushy beard anyone else has a great big bushy beard an angel of death nice. All right. So this is the, the aforementioned Nazi song. Yep. Yep. So, so why is this a, why is this a song? Great question. Do you mean, so it, do, do, are, are you asking, is it good or okay for them to talk about this subject matter? Or are you asking in terms of the artfulness or effectiveness of this song? Like, are you questioning, like, if anyone could ever write this kind of song at any moment? Or are you talking about this specific implementation of this song?
1: I'm wondering why they wanted to write this song.
0: Well, they're interested in Nazism. That's what Wikipedia says.
1: Yeah, but why? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The, the, so they, they just talk about, like, a lot of, like, uh, ostensibly real stuff that he did uh, um, in a semi-vague and poetic, quote quote-unquote poetic way. Um, but it's like a real bummer. He's talking, they're talking about like real torture and like, um, making fake Siamese twins and stuff. Like it's, it sucks. Um, but, um, I'm sorry. I fake conjoined twins. I should have said that. Um, oh, but, yeah. uh, the, I was. Paying attention. the only thing that, um, the only thing that I, I, I think is sort of a, is sort of a wink and a nod to saying like, we don't condone this is the last line before the last chorus, pathetic, harmless victims left to die. Rancid angel of death, flying free. Um, and the genius annotation for flying free says that like, w- one of the descriptions of how that could be interpreted is like, apparently, um, Joseph Mengel, uh, uh escaped capture. Yeah. And he, became he, like, <laughs> he became the
0: president of South Africa. He became the president of South Africa. No, that's a joke. Cause that's what Nelson Mandela. Did. Oh
1: my God. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep up. You really turned his shit around. Um, no, but apparently like he, he lived as a free man in uh, Brazil where he eventually died. And like, apparently he was never remorseful. And he said he had never personally harmed anyone in his whole life. Jesus. So like, like maybe the point of the song is like, he he's basically like all of all these reasons why he's terrible And then it's just like, and he never
0: uh, was punished for it. I mean, that is true, though. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were criticizing the song for saying that.
1: No, I'm saying like maybe what the song is saying is like (sighs) all of these shocking things. And then like um, maybe what the song is about is how this is uh, one of the world's worst, you know, kind of like real life super villains, And he never was punished.
0: Like, yeah. that flying
1: th- free thing could be a sort of subtle, like, uh, isn't this fucked up?
0: I think if that's what they're going for, this song is not good enough to pull it off. because Oh, totally not. Like, even it just mostly just group- seems like
1: they're really into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like the vibe I get from this song is they're kind of indulging this, like, sick thrill of, like, it's like the rubbernecker like you want to turn and look at the car accident, but even more so it's like this weird taboo forbidden thing that, that doesn't seem real to them. And so they, they, it feels like they're just putting it alongside these fantasy descriptions of hell and demons and stuff. And it's, they don't, they're not really considering the reality of what actually happened. It really happened. And this is like something that people experienced and either died or survived. And, um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it feels like kind of an adolescent thing of just like, whoa, dude, did you hear about this Nazi guy? He just like was carving up people while they were alive. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Hey, I got, I got a quote here actually on the genius that I didn't read before. So that like they were talking with Decibel, Mm -hmm. um, about Nazism. So do you want me to read this real quick? Maybe this will enlighten, like, Ooh, we'll it, it has something. one of
0: my favorite um, responses to accusations of oh racism my in it. God. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. Yep.
1: Um, Hanneman, I collect medals and other uh, Nazi stuff that my dad got me started on because he gave me all the shit he got off dead Nazis. I remember stopping someplace where I bought two books on uh, uh, Joseph Mangela.
0: Mengele. 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 Fuck. I thought. <laughs> M- Magellan. Ferdinand, uh, Joseph, Magellan. I thought
1: this has got to be some sick, uh, some sick shit. So when it came time to do the record, that stuff was still in my head. That's where the lyrics for "Angel of Death" came from. Next thing I know, we're neo Nazis, and then Carrie King says. Yeah, Slayer are Nazis, fascist, communist, all that fun shit. And of course, we got the most flack for it in Germany. I was always like, read the lyrics and tell me what's offensive about it. Can you see it's a documentary? Ugh. Can you see it as a documentary? Or do you think Slayer's preaching fucking World
0: War II? Jesus, to People call it us- a documentary is pretty presumptuous and uh, does a lot of disservice to actual documentaries, I think. This yeah, is not a usually, documentary.
1: Usually, I feel like documentaries are like exploring some sort of
0: purpose <laughs> yeah. for doing what they're doing. And they're specific um, and they're accurate, neither of which yeah. this song is.
1: Yeah. People get this thought in their heads, especially in Europe, and you'll never talk them out of it. Lombardo says, we got dropped by Columbia records uh, by Columbia because of that. I mean, Auschwitz, the meaning of pain. Any sympathizers with the Holocaust aren't going to have any part of it. Yeah, they will. They didn't see, yeah. The people like <laughs> <But> anti-Semites. they didn't Semites. see the deep meaning of it. Sorry, I, it's just you know, go ahead. Uh, I'm only interrupting you because of the, the lag.
0: Oh, OK. I was just going to get mad to say that any sympathizers with the Holocaust aren't going to have any part of it. That's total bullshit because sympathizers with the Holocaust. Uh, a lot of them are people who don't see Jews as being human and they see them yeah. as vermin that need to be exterminated. And so like we see with some. Uh, some of the political movements uh, recently in the United States, the cruelty is the point. And yeah. they applaud things that hurt other people. Yeah. Uh, the rest of
1: Lombardo's quote, it's just documented musical awareness. Mm. Bullshit. Uh, it's not necessarily for it. <laughs> That's not well-worded. <laughs> <laughs> It's not necessarily for it. It's just something that Jeff discovered <laughs> and wrote a song
0: about. That necessarily uh, is a hell of a qualifier.
1: <laughs> not necessarily. Yes, fuck, we're not
0: necessarily on the side of Yosef Mangala. Yeah. Not necessarily.
1: Um, and then uh, Hanuman says, and this is what you were referring to earlier, the response to, like, I'm not racist, you're racist kind of thing. Um, it was like, oh, yeah, we're racist. We've got a Cuban and a Chilean in the band. Get real. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. Araya says, that was one thing I never understood. It's not like there's four white guys in the band.
0: So. Yeah. I can't be racist. <laughs> Some of my favorite bandmates are Cubans or Chileans. Yeah. Oh, so like, boy. I mean, well, so what, what I want to do, I, be- I think
1: the, I think ahead. the point they're trying to make is like, no, we're definitely not like aligned with these, you know, w- with these ideas in any way possible. Um, and I think they're trying to defend their intentions, but I think the real issue is that like, um, they're, they don't, they're not, do, they don't really have the responsibility to back up their interest in, in the subject, in the subject yeah. by saying anything that's like conclusive or helpful, you know, and it just, it feels kind of irresponsible.
0: Yeah. Again, it's, it sounds like a teenager who's just like really Uh, fascinated by blood and gore and he's not really thinking about the human suffering or the cost of this. Like there are these lines pumped with fluid inside your brain, pressure in your skull begins pushing through your eyes, burning flesh drips away, test of heat burns your skin, your mind starts to boil frigid cold cracks your limbs. How long can you last in this frozen water burial? Which I think is, I mean, barring some of the grammatical vagueness, I think it's like a fairly accurate description of some of the experiments that Mengele did. But just the way that it's worded, especially in this context, it's it sounds like some teenage kid is like, whoa, that's so metal, dude. Yeah. I, I, again, it, it sounds like they're engaging in it on the level of fantasy. And I'm not. Yeah. And it's n- not. It's not real into that, um, which which I I don't mean to say that you couldn't necessarily write a song about Joseph Mengele ever under right. any circumstances. Right. Like, there's there's a, a Sufjan song about John Wayne Gacy that I think is, is pretty effective and pretty affecting. Um, but this is just, like, not the way to do it. Right. Man, I
1: haven't thought about that song in a while. I wonder if I would still... <laughs> Feel yeah. the same way about it. Actually,
0: I, I, I just thought the same <laughs> the thought. The moment you said that, I was like, ooh, do I still like that song? I actually had the same thought because av- I said it. I was like, wait, do I still <laughs> like that song? I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah. It's uh, Spoiler alert. The end of the song is, um, and in my best behavior, I really just like him. Look underneath the floorboards for the secrets I have hid. And uh, it's like, what are you saying, Sufian? Yeah. Are you-
0: a serial killer. <laughs> well, I think it's it's grounded in um, some of the insane, self-loathing, uh, 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 m- m- misanthropy of certain sects of Christianity. There, yeah, there are, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of like sect sects uh, that say things like, you know, uh, every person is equally guilty of sin and deserves to be condemned to hell. Like yeah, everyone's a sinner. It does it doesn't really matter the degree. Like you're you're I you're think that's as bad. Probably as why guessing. I liked it as like a as a young Quaker. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and now that I'm not either of those things,
0: you don't play Quake uh, to anymore. To the extent
1: that I was, um, I just uh, yeah, it's like oh, I don't know if I really appreciate that anymore. Or it, it's it's not that I hate it. It's just like whatever, Cefion, you're fine. Yeah, you're great.
0: I don't think you've killed. 40 boys or something.
1: Yeah. How many boys have you killed?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of pulling up the lyrics right now just to, let's see. Yeah. Cause like these lyrics are, I don't know. They, they're a lot more nuanced and they're a lot more personal and specific to, uh, this specific person. It starts with his father was a drinker and his mother cried in bed. um, but it undercuts any sympathy that you might start to feel for this person to say like, look underneath the, look underneath the house there, find the few living things rotting fast in their sleep. Oh, the dead. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. It's like, it is possible to talk about these things and write songs about it in ways that are not just like kind of a a gross fascination. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Because <laughs> I think that's actually a great comparison. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, let's talk about the music a little bit. We've just been talking about the uh, the obvious controversy of the song. Like yep. there's a great uh, halftime riff in Angel of Death, but I think it's really fun.
0: Let's take a look. <laughs> Nice,
2: isn't
0: it? yeah that's fun stuff yeah yeah it's, Groovy. Like, it's got a nice groove it's good stuff
1: um yeah there's a there's a good solo in here as well um i think we're starting to hear some a, a little bit of evolution and in, in the creativity of, of of the soloing in slayer
0: mm-hmm. here it is
1: Yeah, that doesn't feel noodly to me. It feels like very intentional, mm-hmm. and that's uh, there are some pretty noodly solos in this album, but that one feels like it has a really specific contour and like a it's put together like a I don't know like a monologue kind of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, uh, I'm like a monologue. I mean, interesting. Thing.
0: That's a very interesting thing to say about a guitar solo.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think the best ones kind of are. Um, Well, that's that's what's the deal with airline
0: food? Am I right? Like that? (laughs) Yeah, like that. (laughs) Just like
1: that. Um, Yeah, like the beginning and end of every Seinfeld episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know how every episode he says that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I guess I don't necessarily know what I mean by that, but like, so not all of their solos are specifically tonal, but I feel like they, they follow, like they go up high, they do a specific, um, kind of density of notes and then they'll do like a, like a, you know, kind of effect and go to another register and transition mm-hmm. and do another sweeping and they'll go up and then they'll go down and it has the, uh, sort of. It has like a blocking or something, you know, it's like it has specific movement and development in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's, yeah, things to listen for that that can be engaging. There's one solo later on in this album that I think is probably their most tonal solo ever that I actually really appreciated. But yeah, Mm. this is good stuff. And that's also really fucking fast. It's hard to like do things intentionally fast.
0: Yeah, it's hard to do that accidentally fast i don't know well yeah the whole thing is like very precise and very fast it's it's virtuosic totally yeah good stuff all right uh what song do you want to move on to next
1: um uh maybe necrophobic okay speaking of fast songs i think this is probably like it might be their fastest song hmm that
0: is so hard uh, yeah and isn't the lyrics just, like, actually are rhythmic mm. yeah
1: <laughs> so that like that helps <laughs> yep i don't really know what this song is about it's just about death being afraid of death i guess i guess I necrophobic know. I, it's it's the yeah. I
0: guess it's the counterpart to necrophilia, necrophobia.
1: Yes, but it's just like they're really bad lyrics. Yeah, strangulation, <sighs> mutilation, cancer of the brain, limb dissection, amputation from a mind deranged. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: It's, we didn't uh, start the fire.
0: Yeah, it's it's very limericky. We call the thing rodeo. Yeah. Asphyxiation suffocation gas before air. Uh, I can't do it. I don't know the the rhythm of. Uh, we didn't start the fire well enough. Fuck, Leonard Bernstein, Leonid Brezhnev, <laughs> Tom right <Aria. laughs> yeah, uh huh, Jeff Hanna, man, yeah. So I guess it. This is someone who I th- I think it's supposed to be a song about someone who is kind of fixated. It's almost like an intrusive thought song. They're kind of fixated on the blood yeah. and the gore and the death. And I feel like it, it's, yeah, I think you are right it's more effective than Slayer songs from some of their previous albums. I don't know if it's like the best song I've ever heard or seen, um, you know, but they have like, they have these lines, you know, uh, asphyxiation, suffocation, gasping for air, explain to me the feeling after sitting in the chair, which on the face of it sounds pretty silly, but I think they mean the electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron, explain to me what it feels like after sitting on a chair. Um, uh, sore, depending on how long. Oh boy. You, (laughs) you must not know how to sit
1: very well. Well, I'm not, no, I, I'm a terrible sloucher. (laughs) Okay. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not the worst Slayer lyrics. Not the worst Slayer lyrics. The raves, Nathan Hunt. Yeah. And then, uh yeah because the the very final words are necrophobic can't control the paranoia scared to die Mm. so it's kind of like an existential thing i guess which is fine which is fine (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i feel i'm damning with faint praise a little bit but uh it's 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 not bad and it's it's fun it's fun musically just like the the hardcore punk kind of vibe yeah uh what do you what song do you want to talk about next shoot well like i said i'm not super prepared let's do piece by piece because that's the one that inspired murder oh yeah shit
1: it's not
0: oh shit i did it wrong
1: Um, I said, that's not the one about the murder. Alter Sacrifices.
0: Yeah, shoot. Yep, this is not the one that inspired the murder. Um, this is just a, a, a boring ass, middle of the road, bland song about cannibalism. Ho hum. Yeah. Another <laughs> <Ho-hum>. cannibalism song. <laughs> um, I don't think they've actually talked about cannibalism yet, Slayer. Mm, yeah, they've talked about fucking corpses, but not necessarily eating them. Yeah,
1: not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily. I got to watch how I use that word. <laughs> uh, that phrase. Um, um, there's a great uh, <laughs> genius annotation by Pep Pep. Jerry. <laughs> um, by Pep Pep five years ago. And uh, it is this Araya is hunting people, much like people do
0: in the most dangerous game. <laughs> people be hunting people. <laughs> yep. Is that the same one who. Uh writes an annotation on the lines as soon as life has left your corpse i'll make you part of me they write the annotation Araya is consuming raw human flesh uh let's see yep it is pep pep yeah good pep job pep. pep pep you've done it again <laughs> cuz it's 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 tom Araya that is doing all of these things there's yeah, no tom. there's no distance tom Araya is a cannibal he confesses to it as he confesses to as much in this song yeah it's unmistakable i mean it's like
1: garth brooks he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs>
0: yeah exactly what you hear is what you get <laughs> uh-huh so modulistic terror a vast sadistic feast the only way to exit is going piece by piece which is not a very good chorus
1: the only way to exit
0: you yeah to die um maybe it's maybe he's getting pooped out Yeah. Oh, that's Christ. the only way to escape is getting pooped out going piece by piece i hate that i yep please t- Please don't include that in episode. I don't <laughs> Do I have to cut means. that out? Do, are, am I going to really cut that out? Or is this a goof? Is this a bit? This is a goof. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut out the bit about us talking about how it's a bit. Okay. I'll cut out the meta bit. Great.
1: Great. Great. great, great Google, go,
0: Google, Google, Google. Um, yeah. Uh, mod. What the fuck? Modulistic terror. <sighs> that's not Slayer. Come on.
1: Yeah. They try to explain it. Um, like, what, what do they say? A module is, in this case, a body part. No,
0: it's not. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Nobody talks about like human, like human modules. Oh, my modules. <laughs> my module is experiencing pain. Beep boop. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Come on. It's Shut modulistic terror, up. like when, um, when like I jump in a
0: cold pool. <laughs> 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 uh-huh one of your modules gets really scared and runs away <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> runs and hides in a cave um yeah. a vast sadistic feast is a little bit better but still kind of i don't know not amazing vast is kind of a weird word you call me fat slayer huh you call me fat <laughs> love eating fatties <laughs> i am vast i contain multitudes of feasts there's a lot of um inverted
1: syntax um decapitated bodies found Ugh. on my
0: wall. Your head. <laughs> yeah. What? How do you even parse that grammatically? Who's who's, uh, find, who's finding it? And and is is found? Is it? Are the decapitated, I found decapitated ba- bodies? I, I, found I found them. them.
1: Also, oh, your, your head. head's
0: on my wall. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, that's bad. That's not good. Just grammatically. I mean. Um but I do appreciate that these are specific images and um it's a song that's actually about something. As soon as life On has left trail, your corpse I
1: close the gap one more life that soon won't be. Sorry. <laughs> this is mind really the gap.
0: You, what, what were you going to read? I was just reading one of the one of the verses. As soon as life Please. has left your corpse I'll make you part of me. No emotion, death is all I see. Um And then, uh, I'll send you to your maker, confront the god you seek, a flash of red upon your chest, safety out of reach. That's not bad. Mm. I mean, it's not amazing, (laughs) but it's definitely an improvement from some of the lyrics we've seen from Slayer before.
1: Uh, The uh, genius annotation on, um, I'll send you to your maker, confront the god you seek, is, uh, is from Trendwheel, and this was five years ago. The guy who eat you is probably a pagan. So, you may refer to a Christian or a monotheist who believe believe in a unique maker. (laughs) This is,
0: again, a critic of Catholic religion. Wow. (laughs) They really teased out some of the deeper meaning there. Good job. You've done it again. Uh Oh, boy. A Genius annotator Funky Bungle has a fun annotation. <laughs> on the lines, you have no choice of life or death. My face you will not see. I'll rip your flesh till there's no breath. Dismembered destiny. Uh, that has a fun rhythm, although the rhymes are a little contrived. Uh, Funky Bungle writes on those lines, though. <laughs> I'm <it> right now. <laughs> You'll die so fast you will have no time to react. Pow! <laughs> what is this picture of? I don't know. Is that Slayer in the 80s? Oh, they're kind of cute, some of them. They're little babies. Look at them. Yeah. Um.
1: There's uh so let's talk about the music a little bit. There's a fun little meter change that I like pretty well. I think it goes from six. Is this the one? Yeah. This six, one's nine in time? six, eight. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> okay. This one's in 66, 69th time. <laughs>
2: um. okay.
1: Yeah, there it is again. Yeah. So it goes uh decada de, decada de, decada de, decada de, da 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 do jack, do, jack, do, jack, do, jack, do jack. Um it's kind of fun.
0: So what what rhythm is it changing from? And to? it goes
1: from 6-8 to like their basic punk four four. Okay, gotcha. Um and they transition by playing like three dotted quarter notes. Um as if it's going one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So play-, play it again so people can listen to that. Yeah, I probably should have started it a little earlier
0: so you <laughs> yeah. could really feel the 6-8, but whatever. Too late now. Take my word for it. <laughs> and I'm not gonna go back and change it. So there. Nope, me neither. <laughs> um well it's too late for you.
1: Um, there's also a funny, uh, a very funny ending to this song, I think. Oh, does it go bop ba da da? It goes bum <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be such a cool and badass ending if he didn't just also go piece by piece
1: it it kind of sounds like he forgot to say piece by piece and he's like
0: oh wait wait wait, wait. oh oh no <laughs> i forgot one thing <laughs> guys wait up guys guys wait no come back yeah. <laughs> yep all right so do you want to talk about the murder song then yeah altar of sacrifice <laughs>
2: All
1: right. So, um, this is a song about, I think, sacrificing a virgin. Yeah, is it? Uh, yeah, high priest awaiting dagger in hand, spilling the pure virgin blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's this genius annotator. Um uh S- Satanic Christ or Satan I Christ oh, or boy. something
0: <laughs> I Christ uh, that's my favorite apple product yeah. uh S-
1: S- Satan I Christ is just really into this like lore um there's a lot of a lot of stuff in here um so for the lyric waiting the hour destined to die Satanic Christ says only in the 13th hour between midnight and morning can the chosen sacrifice be made. The Vestal and the Sacrificer must both await to the promised hour of darkness. What? And like, yeah. I don't think you can use Vestal and then, as in, uh, as in uh, a Vestal curtain,
0: I guess. I don't know.
1: Later on, for death will come easy, just close your eyes, Satanic Christ says, the Vestal must not be unwilling. The sacrifice of the unwilling is another ritual altogether. Oh, for the infleshing, capital E, infleshing, the Vestal must come willingly to the table of slaughter they must make of their flesh an offering to those invoked, both capitalized, to be consumed and reborn. What the fuck? Yeah, this, <laughs> they're super into this. And they know about it, apparently. Oh, boy. They're like,
0: they're just cosplaying satanic lore on the internet.
1: The Vestal is promised a reward. Friends who have gone before into the consuming dark, both capitalized, may be seen again, triumphant at the rise of hell's new champion.
0: Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So this, this song has just a bunch of that kind of imagery, a figure in white unknown by man approaching the altar of death. I guess that's a reference to her being a virgin. Hmm. Yeah um death yeah 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 altar of sacrifice curse of the damned confronting the evil you dread coalesce into one your shadow and soul soon you will meet the undead there's apparently a a point where they just uh say enter to the realm of satan with an exclamation mark yep uh transforming of five toes to two ah like hoofs oh i see yeah it's kind of a silly way to put it though two toes Oh, but um you know how goats have two toes?
1: says five toes to two it describes the burning of the virgin with uh with a game on
0: the sound t what? what like the, the the boston public transit system the t <laughs> i mean sometimes i feel like it's a satanic sacrifice but i don't see a lot of virgins on there hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> i did not know how i was going to end that comment and <laughs> i didn't do it well um yeah, a gift so, of powers um, disposed unto you. Use them when you feel the need. Master the forces and powers of Satan, controlling the creature's instinct. Drawn to the castles afloat in the sky. Learn to resist the temptation. Watching the angels sift through the heavens, endlessly searching for salvation. What's going on there? What does that mean?
1: Um, so it seems like the, the angels are like looking to God to like fix things. And then the, the, the people in this song are like, no, that's not going to work. Let's, let's make a deal with Satan instead. Yeah, so it's just bigger. like head, like not hedging your bets, but it's like, uh,
0: um, it's Pascal's so wager. Like, no, I think. A, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. That's definitely what that is. I'm pretty sure.
1: Not everyone may actually know what Pascal's wager is. Oh, just well. Just according
0: to me. Look it up. It's a very read person a book. Who's
1: read C.S. Lewis thing to, to say.
0: Or a Blaise Pascal thing to say. Um. I like to make fun of Pascal's wager because it's incredibly stupid. Oh yeah, it's really
1: dumb. Yep, it's rhetorically fraught at every level.
0: Yeah, it it might make sense in a world where uh, there was only one religion and one god, but right. nope, there are like hundreds, thousands. Any-
1: yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Pascal's wager is like it's like a grid, and then uh, the uh, on one side of the grid is like. Uh, how do I even, let me pull this up. Describing it's like, it's, visuals. it's looking at the four possibilities of like, okay, if you, um, if you believe in God, um, and there is a God, then you get to go to heaven for eternity. If you believe in God and there isn't a God, um, then you don't necessarily suffer. You might miss out you on some waste your life. And sin, yeah. sin stuff, but like, um, you know, it's not going to, actively hurt you and then like if you don't believe in god and there is a god then you're going to hell for eternity and if you don't believe in god um and there isn't a god then um uh you i guess you might be able like i don't know like the the point the whole point of it is like okay like if if this is the situation Mm -hmm. then your best bet is to believe in god because you won't suffer
0: yeah but it's
1: and you like definitely won't go to hell
0: yeah but like we which said, which is yeah, pretty silly. Dumb. <laughs> yep. Um. Let's see. What else were we talking? Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about the court case? I think we we mentioned it a little bit earlier on a different episode. Um. But what's what's going yeah, on? Yeah. So
1: that? Elise Poller uh, in 1995 was murdered. Um. Among other terrible things, very very gruesomely. Um. Uh. By three teenagers who lured her out of her home with the promise of marijuana. Um And then uh, a year later, Casey, one of the teenagers, um, confessed uh, and even helped uh, the authorities locate the body. Um, uh, Casey said that it was a satanic sacrifice of a virgin inspired by the song Altar of Sacrifice, um, especially high priest awaiting dagger in hand, spilling the pure virgin blood. Um, and then a lawsuit was filed by um, the parents against Slayer. And their label, uh, and uh, at the time, Columbia Records, as well as the parents of the Daughters Killers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what did – I have it right here um, about like the – oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, A lawsuit was brought against the band – the, the case was unsealed by the court on May 19, 2000, stating Slayer and related business markets distribute harmful products to teens, encouraging violent acts through their lyrics. And none of the vicious crimes committed against Elise Marie Poller would have occurred without the intentional marketing strategy of the death metal band Slayer. The yeah. lawsuit was dismissed in 2001 for multiple reasons, including principles of free speech, lack of a uh, lack of a duty and lack of foreseeability, um, and I a means. second lawsuit. Uh, I, I don't know what lack of a duty means, but like lack of a foreseeability, <laughs> I means think like it's constipation. how could they have known? <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's just the, the legalese sort of obfuscated term of art for constipation. Yeah,
1: I don't know why they had to talk about
0: that. But, you know. Yeah, I don't know why it's uh, Second
1: law... Lo- A second lawsuit was filed by the parents and amended complaint for damages against Slayer, their label and other industry and label entities. The lawsuit was again dismissed. Judge E. Jeffrey Burke stated, I do not consider Slayer's music obscene, indecent or harmful to minors.
0: Yeah. It seems like kind of a stretch to say that, mm, that this directly caused that murder. Like there, there are all kinds of horrible things happening all the time. Like, um, there was that, that girl in Japan that was kidnapped by boys in like kind of a similar story, but there was nothing to do with the thrash metal or anything. Um, uh-huh. I'll, I'll look it up and put a link in the show notes or something. Um, yeah. But that had like no connection to any kind of music or anything. It was just like, people are shitty to each other sometimes. And there are people who um, don't really recognize the humanity of other human beings in a way that makes them uh, prevent themselves from doing horrible, shitty stuff like this. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's, it sucks. And I, I sympathize with the parents, but I think it's not very well founded to say that it's Slayer's fault, especially because like yeah, the I song th- is not saying like, Hey, and you should go do this too. And the more I love the story is <laughs> <laughs> you do it too.
1: Do try this at home. <laughs> wow. Um, piece yeah, yeah. I think I think it's fine for us to critique Slayer for like, you know, why are you interested in all this? Why are you doing this? Like it's maybe sometimes it seems irresponsible, um, but like to actually um, uh, legally, (laughs) you know, uh, um, I don't think there's anything to be done legally about it. Right. Uh, I don't think that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree. Should we talk about reborn? Sure. I I really I just mostly want to play this solo. Oh, okay. If I play it, I mean (laughs) I (laughs)
2: will.
0: So for some reason, it really bugged me the last album, the a lot of his vocal delivery. But this doesn't bother me the same way. I, it's not as mushy. It's not as mushy, think. yeah. And I feel like it's more grounded in like hardcore music. Um yeah. And it it feels like more rhythmic, I guess. Like there, there was a lot of times in the the other album where it sounded, he would just like rush to get in all the words he was trying to cram into the sentence. Um, yeah. But instead here, he, he sounds like he's being a lot more um like rhythmic about it.
1: I totally. Guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's not like inventing new uh, ryth- rhythmic note values in order to make the song work. Right. Um, I when I say that, that sounds cool, but it's usually not when he does it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. So this is this is a song from the perspective of a witch being burnt at the stake, and I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. I gotta yeah, say, like I, agree. I kind of I it's it's weird when you know Slayer. Um, celebrates some things that are conventionally evil that I think they're right to kind of celebrate or like take the side of, and then some things that aren't right to take the side of, you know, like I never know which angle they're playing. They're like, yes, we actually think this is bad. Or if they're like, no, like we're like tip, you know? So like, this is the, you know, witches are um, like kind of historically like uh, just uh, uh, victims of lethal, uh, sexism and um, homophobia um, and racism. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, <laughs> uh, I kind of appreciate this song where this, like, uh, you know, where this witch is saying, like, um, all uh, what's the lyrics
0: at the end? Here? Imprisoned for no crime. Uh, These shackles will be useless when your life is out of time.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you'd you'd be forgiven endlessly, but your values are all fake.
0: Yeah, it's a little I'm forever a little servant didactic, of my
1: Lord, but I am into but yeah, it. yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, maybe now I've made you wonder, am I superstition? Mm. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of appreciate this. Um, the, yeah, the, the theater of this. And I like that Slayer is like um, taking the uh, the role of a woman being uh, at, like in they're empowering a woman in this story, which they haven't done before ever. I don't
0: think. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think, you know, so I appreciate it. Yeah. I think this is also one of their most coherent and best written songs, just like on a sentence yeah. level. You think by killing me tonight, my powers will not rise. There'll be nowhere for you to run when hatred comes to life. Condemned to fill the prophecy, allowing no firstborn. Defy your morbid declaration, leaving you ripped and torn. Like that's, that's yeah. actually fairly well written. especially Yeah, there's some coherent. fragments in there, but yeah. mostly there's subjects. Yeah, there's there's a few <laughs> fragments. But pronouns. pronounce, Yeah. Count your blessing, would be priest, as I burn upon the stake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In another one, that would be, um, uh, it would be like, uh, Count your blessing, uh, would be priest, burn upon the stake.
0: Yeah. Or even And something it would be like, like,
1: wait, is the priest burning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> blessings are counted. Priest would be uh, burning on stake or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely devoid of subjects or pronouns. Um, yeah so I, I'm kind of kind of into this song I think this is one of their this might be their most lyrically successful song that we've come across totally yeah yep good job Slayer
1: yeah you did it Um, I also uh, I also really like this solo I think it's one of their most tonal solos which I'm more prepared to appreciate so mm-hmm. yeah here we go
0: And that like little echo thing at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of moments
1: of intention there. Like where he, he went like, no, 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 no. You know, like there's like little motifs that are repeated and then changed. Um, there's distinct notes. Like if you were to put it in a slow downer, you could actually pick it out, I think mm-hmm. for the most part. So like, yeah, it's like a pretty, pretty great, like kind of a classic melodic metal solo. I was pretty into it. Mm hmm. It's nice to hear that from them. I like the stuff that's less melodic, too. But like, I thought that was really cool. It's cool to know that they can do that. Yeah, it puts it, it allows me to listen to the other solos in more good faith, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think there could be a little bit of bluffing in solos, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, are you actually doing something really impressive or are you just sort of like doing something uh, loud? Right. You know, are you noodling? Yeah
0: yeah
1: and and i don't know enough about you know guitar soloing mm-hmm. to really tell the difference all the time you know
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so for sure cool cool i like that song Cool, cool yeah i listen to uh, well, let's talk about let's talk about a couple more yeah let's see what have we not talked about you want to talk about jesus saves uh yes reality, first
2: reality. You fast think
0: <laughs> so kind of oh, crams right too many syllables in the you end. You think
1: I'll see the part of the when death takes you away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So what do you think of this song?
1: Um once again, it is a song about something. It's about something. Uh, and most of the lyrics make sense. Yeah. Um so I kind of appreciate that. Um yeah, I don't think there's much to do about s- Satanism. It's mostly about like how um pointless um uh christianity in 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 particular is and um yeah like uh you spend your life just kissing ass a trait that's grown as time has passed do you think the world will end today you praise the lord that's all you say jesus saves listen to you pray you think you'll see the pearly gates when death takes you away Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, an invisible man you place your trust indirect dependency eternal tempted uh eternal attempt at amnesty um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, et cetera. It, yeah, I, I kind of appreciate it. I mean, in general, I don't... I know who he's talking about, and I don't disagree.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but it, in general, I still have, like, a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth um, when it comes to... Um, how do I put this? Uh, cliched... Um, uh, atheism? Yeah, I kind of agree. Do you you know what I'm talking about? Like the the kind of atheism that like uh, it's like knee jerk kind of
0: easy atheism that doesn't have much to say.
1: Yeah. And it's like not taking into account like, um, I don't know, like the actual maybe purpose of spirituality um, in, in people's lives that can be positive or the reasons people would engage with religion, which I don't think are necessarily all bad Sometimes Mm -hmm. it feels that way, but like, you know, it's just like, yeah, I know who they're talking about, but it's, um, it's, it's not that they're wrong. It's just that they're like, it's, I'm a little bored by it and I'm not very interested in this.
0: Yeah. It also like they, they are not careful to restrict it to specifically bad people. It's kind of like they're, they're painting with a pretty broad brush here. Um, yeah, yeah. You will be an accessory, irreverence and blasphemy. Um. Yeah. It's it's. I don't know. It's it's kind of off putting because it's it's. Uh. It feels very juvenile. It feels like a a fourteen year old who just discovered atheism, being like, Oh yeah, yeah you're just spending your life <laughs> kissing ass. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just it's kind of like that juvenile impulse of just lashing out and criticizing without really recognizing why people might do it or what it might bring them or thinking about like cases where it might be a good thing or how it could be, uh, you know, bring people together cohesively or, you know, even if they, they want to criticize, they're not doing it in a constructive way. You know, like there's a lot to be said for criticizing people by saying like, Hey, you guys proclaim that you believe in Jesus, but you're not at all following any of the stuff he said. You're screaming for a wall to be built to keep out, the immigrants when there was, you know, the, who, who many of are also Christians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
1: probably very devout Christians, you yep, know,
0: probably. Yeah. And, uh, not to mention the whole thing about ba- baby, Jesus himself was a refugee, you know, yeah. in a strange land. It's like, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so that's a kind of criticism that I think is much more constructive, because but it's it, also easy to make. It's not hard. It's also, yeah, it's also not, hard. it's also kind of a little bit yeah. facile too, but still it's like more than this. It's engaging with it a lot more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, when it's, when it's said like this, it makes it seem like the problem is like kind of that the, that these people are dummies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And like, I agree that people being dummies is a problem. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of dummy Christians in my life um, who I think are a problem, but like there's higher stakes than just like, don't you see that you're being dumb and yeah. like, like doing a thing that's pointless. Like obviously there's more going on than just like uh, you're making a fool out of yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So it seems, yeah. Like it seems juvenile for that reason. It seems like the highest priority is um, uh, like, don't, you should be aloof right
0: least. yeah
1: i do really like the genius annotation um oh made four years ago by spirit of the sunlit night accepted by pep pep, pep, pep. a song so awesome not even a catholic church could resist
0: headbanging <laughs> oh to this boy. <laughs> <laughs> is that true oh there's a video here uh, hang on I, can, I, I didn't watch it i can reroute so we can listen to the video bloop okay
1: um, should we talk about the
0: last two songs? The video Because they kind of oh, go oh. into each other Southern University, Interdenominational, Mass Choir I don't know what's happening right now I'm watching the video It's, uh This looks like a black gospel church uh, And they seem to be kind of headbanging But it's pretty clear that they just took video footage of this church uh, playing gospel music where everyone's bopping and grooving, and they just overlaid the Slayer song on top of it. It's clearly not, probably not a Catholic church, Um, and it's very clear that they're not actually listening to Slayer, so Uh, that's fun, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. There
1: is a great meme that's been going around the uh, old-time music and dance community uh, on the internet. Um, where it's like this 70s video of these like flat footers or cloggers. And then they'll just like take a bunch of different, you know, music that doesn't fit with that kind of dance and like overlay it. Ah. On there. It's like a really fun meme. Um, I like that. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the idea.
0: hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, we might have time for one more song.
1: Um yeah, I I would be interested in talking about Raining Blood uh, uh Raining Blood even though we've done it before, you know, in the brackets, I think. Did we? I thought we talked about Angel of Death. In the bracket? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, sworn
0: I thought we, we did. We've had it in the brackets twice. With Slayer, we did? I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Hallelujah, it's Raining Blood. <laughs> okay, there it is. Yep. <laughs> It's not repetition if you are alluding to an earlier joke you made, right? Right? This is a good... That's a good... uh, It's catchy and a lot of fun.
1: So apparently they would perform this on stage with with real. um, Well, I don't think it was real blood, but they would like (laughs) a prop prop blood raining on the stage like a misty prop blood. blood. Yeah. The raining part, uh, Jeff Hanneman told knac.com. The raining part, the actual blood raining down on the stage, was something I think I came up with like two years after Rain and Blood came out. But it wasn't feasible then. We didn't have the money or the wherewithal to do it. But it was always in the back of my mind. And then I remember, I don't know, a few years back when that movie Blade came out. You know the scene. And I remember me and Carrie were watching it and I go... That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And then he laughs. laughs. And then years later, now we finally decided to do this DVD because we've been playing with Lombardo. We've been playing the entire Rain and Blood album. We were talking about doing a DVD because we're doing that and we're playing with Dave again. But we didn't want to just put out another DVD because we just put out a live DVD. So that whole raining on stage came up again and we Uh, made it happen this time. It started as a one-shot thing. But after we did it, it was so cool. Plus the idea that we already have the equipment built and we've already paid for it. The major problem with it now is that it makes a mess. And I don't know how many places are going to let us do
0: it. We (laughs) can have it in a lot of venues. Probably not all of them, but several anyway. End of quote. (laughs) Oh boy, that was long, but lots of fascinating things came up in it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, I really like his like childish like glee and yeah, <laughs> like really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> oh boy, good one. Um, yeah. So, what's the song about?
1: Um, raining blood.
0: <laughs> yep, it's kind of a another hellscape. Yeah. Um, they say it's so one of their favorite trick Question: You Live. admit it. <laughs> Um, and then supposedly it's about some dude in purgatory or something. I, I was reading the, um, there's, there's a genius annotation that, that explained this whole damn thing. Oh, there is it, is. it for
1: the lyric oh, trapped in Hanna- purgatory. Hanuman
0: explained that quote, it's about a guy who's in purgatory cause he was cast out of heaven. He's waiting for revenge and wants to fuck that place up. King later said that quote, the rest of the song explains what happens when he starts fucking people up. The lyrics "Return to power draws near" is because he's waiting to get strong enough again to overthrow heaven, and then fall no, into me. me? The sky's crimson tears is everybody's blood flowing into him. Whoa! So basically, raining blood is all the angels' blood <laughs> falling on him. All right. Yeah. So it's I guess, what did, basically. What did he do? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How do you get strong enough? You just sit in there in purgatory. Scar machine how do you do gun that? and blasting them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, whatever, dude <laughs> Stupid <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm mostly into this song Because I think the music is mostly pretty good Yeah,
0: do you have some samples you want to listen to?
1: Yeah, fire up the one that says This is pretty great transition <laughs> <laughs> So that's from the uh, previous song Into the beginning of this track
0: a real uh oh shit what's that garth song that has like the lightning and thunder oh the, and the thunder rolls th- thunder rolls it's a real thunder rolls thing baby got thunder <laughs> it's still going yeah uh, uh, uh. it's it's fairly use if we talk about it yeah commentary so this goes on for a while
1: and i think it's really I mean, there it is there it is I think it's really theatrical and fun and like I felt really engaged once that part started. I kind of wish the whole album was like that.
0: Just like had sound effects and stuff. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So I like that. Mm hmm. Um, I think this next one is, it, I think it has some good like vocals in it. I think it's why I chose it. I need to be more specific with my labels. The one that says this is actually badass. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, <That laughs> it's is very uh, cool. like that um 90s X Men cartoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I just feel like it has a lot of swagger, which I really appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. I like swagger, and a lot of this song doesn't have swagger because it's like thrash, you know, pretty boy swag. So I like it when it slows down and it's just like, uh, uh, it's just like really cocky and I enjoy it. I like in that. I, I guess I'm more ready to feel that mm-hmm. than I am to feel the
0: thrashy punk stuff. So this, I don't know. Right here is my swag. Every <laughs> stuff we all get attention.
1: <laughs> um, but then they have a really shitty transition back into, Um, back into the uh, storm sounds
0: Mm. Um, and it's really abrupt and I don't like it I remember (laughs) definitely noticing it when I listened to it yeah I like this part (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh boy wow yeah because I, I also i think like you know storms like sound metal and intense but it sounds very organic and peaceful after all of that so it's like a great way to start a song mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just sounds like a like an old movie
0: you know foley effect <laughs> yeah especially <laughs> when, when it like at just the end. cuts off so abruptly yeah <laughs> uh. All right. So, so what, yeah, I like I like this album pretty good. Yeah, me too. I was into it. Good job Slayer. You're trending yeah. upwards after yeah, a couple albums that were, you know, they're I guess they were kind of fun, but they were definitely not what I was hoping for out of Slayer.
1: We got like better, like even better music. It was already great. Mm-hmm. Um, like more variety in the music, better more interesting solos. There's there's some drum stuff in here. Uh okay, maybe we should play one more sample Um, in criminally insane. There's a drum intro that is a fast halftime that I was telling you about.
0: And I think it's pretty good. I really was grooving along to this drum solo. I'm glad you sampled it. It's really cool. More of an intro than a solo. Did I say solo? Sorry. Yeah. Intro is the word for
1: that. Yeah. (laughs) So like there are a lot of moments where the drums get more action in general, which I appreciate because the drummer is really good and the drummer should be doing more melodic and spotlighty stuff. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then there's songs that are about things. Yeah, I don't always appreciate it, but <laughs> there, it's just it's just not more po- pointless like you know imagery that I'm not interested in in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, good job, Slayer. Um, what's next week? What is their their album to follow up "Rain and Blood"? I don't have it. Up. South of Heaven looks like mm. South of Heaven. South of heaven. It's got amazing. another Hieronymus Bosch cover. Look at that with a big, big skull. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, a Salvador cool. Dali too. Yeah, they must have changed their their cover artist because the covers are a yeah. lot better. <laughs> They're not just so, drawn by their dads or whatever. <laughs>
1: these are way less ratchet than their old covers. So. Yeah. artwork this is cool
0: there's like a organ in the bed no it's a church ah the artwork was designed by larry carroll at least for rain and blood who at the time was creating political illustrations for the progressive village voice and the new york times hmm yeah okay cool yeah yeah so uh for next week, we'll be talking about South of Heaven. And until then, there's a, what?
1: There's a there's a song in this album called Mandatory
0: Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny as hell. Oh boy, that's. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh man, that could be. Oh, how much you want to bet? That's a super juvenile song. About, that's like social commentary of the most facile kind. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It could very well be.
1: Oh, yep. Oh. Is yes. It? Oh, you're reading it? I think I think so. Cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Very good. It's also another Rick Rubin joint. Oh,
0: good. He's, so we can look he's forward good to that. for Slayer, I think. Yeah, I, th- I agree. Yep. All right. Well, until next week with that album, you can uh, tweet at us at Tobias Podcast. Email us at email at box dot website. Cameron, have you made any progress on doing anything with the Discord?
1: Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we haven't talked about it at all. And yeah, I don't know true. how to get into it or even
0: what it is. You don't, you set it up. You're the administrator. You don't know how to get into it. I have no idea what you're talking about. We haven't. I'm not course. gaslighting you. We, we tried it. We tried it out. I set it up. Yeah. You set it up. We tried it out when we were um trying to replace Skype.
2: What the fuck?
1: Yep. Anyway. Oh no. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that.
0: Okay. I did know it. And then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a word for that. Nah, it couldn't be. Uh, anyway, well, more to come on that front, I guess. Sorry, it's taken us forever to figure all that shit out. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you can uh, go to our website, boxset.website. How's that, huh? Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It's very good. You, if you want to give us money, if you want us to keep making the show, go to support.boxset.website. Well, you'll, you'll get uh access to all kinds of bonus things including a weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly and what did we talk about this week cam
1: uh i talked about the podcast the greatest generation which is not about world war ii uh soldiers but it is actually about um star trek the next generation Mm -hmm. and how just a fun dude
0: chat about uh, a nerdy show (laughs) fun dude chat for real yeah yeah um, and I talked about for a few minutes, I talked about solo, a Star Wars story, and we managed to uh, digress onto all kinds of other Star Wars stuff. So, if you want to hear the first podcast in the history of the world to talk about Star Wars, <laughs> hey. give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, oh, also, 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 PodCon will have it, it will still be in the future by the time this episode is released. So, Hit us up if you want to hang out or whatever. A little meetup. Please do. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Well, until next week, I am not necessarily Nathan Hunt. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Cameron DeWitt, and um, I'm trying to make some sort of joke about the uh, Bern- Bernstein bears and being like uh, Nazi war criminals, but it didn't really happen. Mm, so
0: It really didn't. Mangala, Mangala effect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy. You've really outdone yourself.
1: I forgot to take a note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, we didn't have any jokes to reference. <laughs> Actually, was a bad man.